Magandang gabi ho sa inyong lahat and uh, welcome sa ating gathering ng Crossroads Church of Dubai. Ako po ang inyong lingkod na si Alvin Litonwa, uh, isa sa mga pastors po ng iglesia na ito. Uh, gusto ko lamang ulitin yung uh, dalawa sa binigay na announcement ni Pastor Eric po kanina. una sa lahat, next week po, Thursday pa rin po ang ating meeting pero magkaiba lang po sa oras. Magmimit ho tayo ng alas gis ng umaga dito rin po. Dito rin po sa ating uh, hall na ito sa Maranata Hall. At the following week naman po, the following fr- uh, Thursday, uh, may, may pagkakaiba sa oras din ng ating pagpupulong. Uh, magkakaroon po ng ilang oras na kaagahan at alas ocho po yun ng gabi. So uh, magiging mas maaga tayo the following week for two Fridays. And uh, of course, yung sinasabi ho natin na Christmas Carol, uh, magaganap po yun sa 18 ng, or 18th ng December. Uh, tayo ho lahat ay babiyahe papuntang Russell Kaima. Bibigyan namin kayo ng mas maraming details sa mga darating po na araw. Uh, also, uh, mamaya po, after po ng service, uh, in-encourage po namin ang bawat isa na agad-agad pong uh, dumiretsyo sa kanilang mga sasakyan at uh, hindi na po tayo pinahintulutan na magstay po dito ng matagal. Kung hindi po kayo part ng setup at teardown or ng bibilang po ng offering, we encourage you na idiretso na po natin ang ating kwentuhan ho sa Even Batuta. Uh, pansin po natin, mga 30 to 45 minutes din tayo nagtatagal dito, but hindi na lang po natin ibiyahin ng 5 minutes papunta ron, 2 minutes paakyat, and the rest of the minutes magkwento. Hindi kailangan bumili, hindi kailangan kumain. Uh, ito ay isang magandang pagkakataon na para po tayo magsama-sama, magkamustahan, at magbigay ho ng encouragement na nagmumula sa salita ng Diyos. Speaking of God's Word, tayo po ay magtutuloy na sa pag-aaral ng ating sermon series. Pero bago po yan, na inaalala ko nung, nung growing up as a teenager, wala kaming magandang reputasyon magkakapatid sa aming mga kapitbahay. Eh, lagi ho kasi madalas ang lasingan sa aming tahanan, madalas ho may party, lagi ho nire-reklamo kami ng kapitbahay. Um, and I share this not because I am proud of this, but because I am saddened about the reality ng season na napaka-dark po ng buhay sa aming magkakapatid, sa aming pamilya. And uh, lagi ho kami pinababarangay. Minsan may barangay na darating doon, na naabutan na rin namin na may pulis, na kinatok na ho kami sa aming tahanan. So hindi ho maganda ang reputasyon. Kapag ako po ay naglalakad ng umaga, papunta ho sa tindahan, uh, narinig ko yung mga kapitbahay namin ng mga nagtitingting, sinasabi nila na, yan ba ang anak ni Mang Alex? Ika, yan ba yun? Oy, mga magkakapatid na yan, mga adik yan, mga rebelde, mga mga walang katinuan. So, uh, hindi ho magandang aming reputasyon. Ina-associate yung family namin sa, sa karebeldehan, kasamaan, kriminal. But praise God for Jesus Christ dahil si Kristo lang ang may, kaka- may kakayanan na magbago ng, ng buhay na papuntang impyerno, papunta sa kanyang kaharian. Sa ating passage ngayong gabi neto, the Apostle John is instructing a congregation or congregations of believers na the, the way you live your life or lives tell us which family you belong to. Kung paano ka mamuhay will tell us kung ano ba talagang pamilya kagaling. It's either you are a child of God or you are the child of the demon or demons. It's either na ikaw, uh, you know God or you don't know Him. It's either you are a Christian or you're not a Christian. And, and yun yung po nakikita natin sa series na to all throughout. And so he tells us what a child of God is and what a child of God looks like sa ating aaralin ngayong gabi na ito. Tayo po ay nagpapatuloy sa ating sermon series ng 1 John, That You May Know, yung ating theme. 
John gives us a series of signs, series of marks or tests for his readers to know and be assured of that, the, that they are true Christians, that they have eternal life. Na yung gospel na kanilang pinahahawakan at pinamumuhay is the same gospel na tinuro nila at hindi dapat mangamba, hindi dapat matakot. And he uses three tests na paulit-ulit natin makikita all throughout the series. Bakit ho ka mo paulit-ulit na ginagamit to? It's because may mga bula ang mga ngaral na lumabas na galing sa kanilang bilang and from there daan-daan po nililin lang ang mga faithful. And, and uh, dahil doon nangangamba na sila sa kanilang kaligtasan, talaga ba kami kristyano, mga leaders namin dahil, mga, mga kaibigan namin yon. Marami sila, baka naman totoo, tama yung sinasabi nila. So ano po yung mga test na yon? Yung tinatawag na theological test. Do you have faith in the Son of God? Do you believe in the humanity and the deity of Christ? Second test, yung tinatawag na moral test. Do you have the love of Christ sa iyong mga kapatiran? Third test, I'm sorry, are you obedient to obey the commands? Yung po yung moral test. And yung third test, which is yung social, social test, yung nabanggit ko po kung kayo ba ay may pag-ibig sa mga kapatiran sa Panginoon. Ngayong gabi na ito, eh, titignan po natin more of yung moral test. At the same time, mas malaki ang times sa social test. Or small parts sa social test. So, yung point natin ngayong gabi is this. A constant pursuit of holiness and hatreds towards sin is a glaring mark that a person is an adopted child of God. A constant pursuit of holiness and hatred towards sin is a glaring mark that a person is an adopted child of God. We have divided itong passage ito into three headings. Number one, a child of God has been born to holiness. Chapter 2, verses 28 to 29. Number two, a child of God is adopted by God. Chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. And number three, a child of God manifests a life of holiness. Verses 7, hanggang 10, and chapter 3. Number one, a child of God has been born to holiness. Let's read verses 28 hanggang 29. And now, little children, abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. So verse 38, uh, 28, po, as long as the Christian held on to the truths about Jesus, Hindi sila maliligaw at mamamali ng doktrina at ng pamumuhay as long as pinahahawakan nila yung tamang pagkakilala kay Kristo. Ang pagpatuloy sa paniniwala at pamumuhay na ito ang magbibigay sa kanila hindi ng kaligtasan ko hindi kumpiyansa. Kumpiyansa na sila ay tunay na niligtas at sila ay tunay na mananampalataya. Uh, sa pagbalik ng Panginoon Yeso Kristo, hindi sila yung mga ngatog, hindi sila yung mga ngamba. Sa judgment day, haharap sila sa Panginoon knowing because of what Christ has done. Pinanghawakan nila yung tamang gospel na pinamuhay nila yon hindi yung sila matatakot. And I think this is an encouragement din sa atin. A lot of us probably are asking questions. Ako ba talaga ay kristyano? Ako ba talaga ay pupunta sa Panginoon? etong passage na to tells us, you can be assured. Pwede ka magkaroon ng tamang kumpiyansa. Okay? The same instruction ang binigay ni Apostle Paul sa isang mahiyain o timid na si Timothy. Sa akin, sasabi ko sa 2 Timothy, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16, babasahin ko po ito sa NIV, Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Ang ibig sabihin nito ni Timothy, ang sinasabi ni Paul dito kay Timothy, 
per, uh, he perseveres, he must persevere sa sound doctrine at isa pamuhay ito. He will persevere in faith, magagawin niya ito, at magkakonfirm po, po yung kanyang salvation. Meaning, magkakaroon po siya ng kopyansa on the day of judgment. Mas ma-affirm na siya nga ay tunay na kristyano. Mga kapatid sa Panginoon, ito din ang ating kumpiyansa laban sa mga pangangamba at pagdududa po natin sa pinagkaloob sa atin ng Panginoon Heso Kristo na kaligtasan. As we continue to watch our doctrine, as we continue to watch our life, we will persevere in faith. At magkakaroon tayo ng kumpiyansa on that day of judgment. Sabi sa verse 29, John continues, continues to assure them sa kanilang faith na kanilang moral uprightness, moral uprightness ay isang palatandaan o isang marka na sila ay bago ng nilalang o yung tinatawag na have been born to holiness. Yun po yung mark na yon. Ang sinasabi ni John dito, kung kilala mo talaga ang Panginoon Heso Kristo, kung naniniwala ka na siya ay Diyos na nag-anyong tao, kung, siya, kung naniniwala ka na siya, di minsan pa ay nag kasala o nagkamali, na siya'y banal, siya'y namuhay ng may kabanalan, then you have been born to holiness. Yun ang sinasabi ni, ni John dito sa mga, mga batang mananampalataya na ito. Sabi nga sa Romans chapter 6 uh, verse 4, Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Newness of life. If Christ lived a holy life, then those of us who were raised in the newness of life have been raised to a life of holiness at saka righteousness. That is why Christians' pursuit of holiness and righteousness is a mark, isang palatandaan that we have been born of Christ. If, we, if he or she is a child of God, manalaman po yan sa kanilang pamumuhay. If they are pursuing holiness, pag nagpapatuloy sila sa righteousness. Makaibigan, if we claim to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if we claim that we know Jesus Christ, the question is, is your life marked by holy living? Second, a child of God is adopted by God. Chapter 3, verse 1 to 2. Tingnan natin verse 1. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us, world knows us, is that it did not know Him. So pinapaalalahanan po tayo dito ni John na tayo ay inampon sa pamilya ng Panginoon. Pagbulay po natin po ito muna. No? Unang-una, dahil sa verse na ito, sinasabi dito na hindi lahat ng tao sa mundo ay anak ng Diyos. Okay? Some would claim, anak kami ng Diyos, but the truth, sinasabi na pasito, hindi lahat anak ng Diyos. Okay? Kung, kung mas pagbubulayan po natin ito, walang taong pinanganak sa mundo na ito na anak ng Diyos. If you were to think about it. Okay? At kung sisisirin pa po natin at titignan ng ating nakaraan, we would say, na dati tayong hindi anak ng Diyos. At ang mga mana ng palataya dito, sinabihan sa Ephesians chapter 2, diniscribe ko anong klaseng pamumuhay ang meron sila, how dark yung kanilang nakaraan. As I say this, probably your memory is going back 
sa time na kunsan hindi ka mananampalataya. Kung anong klaseng pamumuhay meron ka, kung paano ka mag-isip, kung paano ka magsalita, kung paano ka gumawa ng desisyon. Dahil sa niligtas tayo ng Panginoon, nakikita natin yung tinatawag na newness of life. Ang tawag po sa atin noon is children of wrath. O banal na, ang banal na galit ng Panginoon ay nananatili sa atin nung wala pa si Kristo sa ating buhay. If we're to think about it, we don't deserve anything in this world. We deserve death. Because yung eternal offense sa Holy God ay, nananat, ay, ay nagawa natin. Not only through what we do, not only how we think, ang attitude, but also yung pinaka-nature po natin. Ang nature itself, ang nature natin needs to be sent out in hell uh, sa judgment ng Panginoon. Ngunit dahil sa kabutihan ng Diyos, inimbitan niya tayo maging bahagi ng kanyang pamilya. At dahil sa ginawa ni Kristo sa krus, minahal niya, eh, ito nakakamangha, no? minahal niya tayo kaparehas ng pagmamahal niya sa kanyang anak na si Kristo. If you want to meditate on that, that's in John chapter 17, verse 23. Sipin mo na dating kaaway, kinamumunghian ng Diyos, ngayon yung pagmamahal niya sa atin ay kaparehas ng pagmamahal niya sa anak. We don't deserve that. Mga kapatid, madalas po natin makalimutan and even take for granted itong pribileyong ito. Let us be reminded, let us be refreshed kung hindi dahil sa pag-ibig at habag ng Diyos, tayo ay magpapatuloy sa ating kasalanan at mamamatay sa ating kasalanan. Think about that. Meditate on that. Alam ko na lahat tayo may mga kamag-anak o may mga pamilya sa ating buhay na pilit nating inaabot ng Ibanghelyo ni Kristo. At ilang beses natin marayal na saksiyan na ilang beses nireject. The very gospel that we adore is the very gospel na nire-reject ng mga mahal natin sa buhay. So there is this tension. There is this pain sa ating buhay. And I've witnessed this several times sa aking mga kapamilya at sa aking mga kamag-anak. Na I feel na ginawa ko na ang lahat in order to win them to Christ. Pero as I look at their eyes, I can tell na hindi nila nauunawaan ang sinasabi ko. Now, don't get me wrong. They clearly understand the gospel. They can even articulate the gospel sa akin. What I'm saying is this. They don't understand the gospel. They don't understand the beauty of the cross. In short, walang kinalaman sa akin yan. And it breaks my heart to see them pursuing the pleasures of this world that is destroying them that is destroying the people around them. And as I reflect, I could have, I reflect sa aking buhay and I told myself I could have been worse. It could have been worse sa akin. Ako ay nagpapasalamat sa Panginoon na hindi niya hinayaan magtuloy ako sa aking kasalanan knowing na wala akong kapangyarihan at kakayanan na talikuran ang, 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 ang lakas ng kasalanan sa aking buhay. Kung hindi lamang sa grasya ng Panginoon. Minsan masarap kung maganda kong sariwain yan sa ating kaluluwa na kung paano tayo niligtas ng Panginoon. Kasi wala ko tayong contribution. Mga kapatid sa Panginoon, let us be grateful sa privilege that He has called us to Himself na you are now a part ng family ng Diyos. Part ng family ng Diyos. To be part of this family is something that we will be rejoicing and thanking God for eternity. 
na kung nauunawaan natin na tayo ay anak ng Diyos, then dapat lang po na ma-realize natin na dapat may visible resemblance tayo sa ating Diyos. Hindi po ba? Dapat nakikita ang resemblance. Uh, maaring hindi physically, kung hindi morally. Ako po ay um, tuwan-tuwa pag nakikita ko yung mga families na pumapasok, nakikita ko yung members natin, kanilang anak, and I cannot help but to put a smile sa aking face minsan pag nakikita ko yung striking resemblance ng father, ng daughter, ng son, ng mother, or son, father. Eh, talagang masasaya, hindi mapagkakainit, kakait anak niya yan. Talagang kamukhang-kamukha, pati yung gestures. And it's such a joy to see that. Um, may visible resemblance kasi. Bilang anak ng Diyos, mga kaibigan, we should have visible resemblance sa ating Diyos. Uh, chapter 3, verse 2. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, because we shall see Him as He is. So, ano sinasabi ni John po dito? Sinasabi po ni John dito, you are now present present tense, now a children of children of God by grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are a child of God, it is impossible na hindi mapansin ang pagkahawig natin sa Panginoon Heso Kristo. Kung ikaw ay tunay na anak ng Diyos, kung ikaw ay niligtas sa pamagitan ng pagkamatay ni Kristo sa krus, bagong nilalang, dapat kamukha na natin si Kristo at least sa ating pananalita, sa ating pagkilo, sa mga desisyon natin. Bagamat hindi pa natin perfectly mareresemble ang ating Panginoon, nasabi yan sa, sa verse na ito, darating yung time na yon. pero one day magbabago ang mga yan pag nagkasama-sama na tayo sa Panginoon. Pero dapat obvious pa rin ang resemblance nyo sa Panginoon Heso Kristo. Think about that right now. Kamukha mo ba si Kristo? Masasabi ba na talagang Kristiyano? Again, Kristiyano means little Christ. We should be resembling Christ. Mga kaibigan, ito ang dahilan. Kaya kapag may mga kaibigan o kamag-anak tayo, no? kunyari, uuwi tayo sa Pilipinas, mapapansin po niya yun eh. Ito yung mga kamag-anak, minsan nauhuli niya, o ikaw na ba yan? Hindi kita nakilala. Hindi dahil sa nagpa-color ho tayo ng buhok o nagpagupit. Kung hindi, parang iba ka ngayon ah. Probably you've, you've encountered that pag umuwi. Parang iba ka na magsalita ngayon. Parang iba ka na umasta ngayon. Grabe, para ka namang kabanal-banalan. Why? Because may nakikita silang changes. Minsan masasahe pa na, ano ba nakain mo? Ano ba meron sa doon? Ba't nagbago ka? Ano mo bakit ganun sila magsalita? Ano bakit ganun may nakikita silang changes na magaganda sa inyo na dating hindi nila nakikita? I'll tell you why. Because you are resembling someone else. Hindi yun dati mo. Ibaigayin yung anak ng nimang kepweng na tirador din yan dati. But parang hindi. Why? Kasi iba na ang nire-resemble mong tatay. Napapansin na nilang pagbabago sa buhay nyo. And praise God for that. You're resembling Christ. Some of them would love it. Praise God, nagbago. Some of them would hate it. but ka nagbago? Yun na sinabi sa verse 1. Tingnan yung verse 1. Chapter 3, the reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know God. They don't like the changes, and that's okay. Kaya ang sinasabi ni John sa verse 3, those who live in hope of being completely like Christ, one day 
will pursue holiness now. You will, ano ibig sabihin, ibig sabihin ito, if you are hoping na one day wala na yung kinaiinis mong kasalanan sa buhay mo, na kinaiinisan mo yung nabibitawan mong salita, na gusto mo na magbago, mga aksyon, mga desisyon, na kinagagalit mo, one day lahat yan, mawawala, one day lahat yan, magbabago. And because yun ang hope natin, the hope of eternity, a hope of a glorious eternity, then we will live holy lives now because of that that output. Binago na ako ng Panginoon. One day, mawawala ito. So, itutuloy ko ito ngayon. Okay? You will want to desire the things that Jesus desires. You will want to love the things that Jesus loves. You will want to do the things that He has done. You will want to avoid and abhor the very sins that He hated. You will want to be, begin to be like Him now. Tsaka na ako magpapakakristyano pag ano na, pag uh, medyo may kahinaan na tayo, pag nasa deathbed na tayo, siguro doon ako mag... Hindi, hindi ho eh. Kung talagang inaasahan mo na magkakaroon ng ultimate transformation when, it come, when, when we come to the Lord in, in the heavenlies one day, then there should be a deeper desire now to become Christ-like, to, be, to pursue holiness now. Sometimes it feels like a lost cause, no? Dahil parang gando pa rin ako, hindi ko na alam gagawin. Take heart, kapatid. You are saved by the Lord Jesus Christ and He is slowly transforming you now. Kasi darating ang time na yung mga kasalanan mo hindi na makakasakit ng ibang tao. Na yung kasalanan mo hindi mo na masasaktan ang sarili mo. There will be perfect perfection in heaven. Mga kaibigan, masasabi ba natin na ang desires natin ay makukumpara natin sa desires ng Panginoon? Pareho kami ng desires ng Panginoon, no? Pagdating sa paghanap ng trabaho. Pareho kami ng desires ng Panginoon paghanap ng partner sa buhay. Pareho kami ng desires ng Panginoon sa paggastos ng pera. Masasabi ba natin yun? Pareho-pareho kami ni Jesus Christ pagdating sa pagmamahal sa aming asawa. Because Jesus loves the bride. Would we say that? Ang ginawa mo ba ngayon ay Ang ginagawa mo ba ngayon ay naisi, na, na, matutuwa ang Panginoon? Are you avoiding the very things that God avoids? If we live, if we live in hope of being completely like Christ one day, we will pursue holiness now. Pursue holiness now. Which is in third and last point po natin. A child of God manifests a life of holiness. The child of God manifests a life of holiness. Verse 4. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practice lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. Ito ang kabaligtaran po ng life that is pursuing holiness. It's a life that is pursuing sin. Pursuing a life of sin ay isang ebidensya na pag, sa pag-reject ng isang nilalang sa salita ng Diyos. Ang salita ng Diyos ay salita din ni Kristo. He wrote it. He spoke it. He obeyed it. At kapag pinagpatuloy natin ang pamumuhay natin sa kasalanan, ang sinasabi po natin ay mas gusto natin sundin ang gusto natin. Ang sinasabi natin, mas gusto natin suwayin ang kapamamaraanan at, at salita ng Diyos. Living a life of sin is evidence of a rejection of God's Word and a rejection of Christ Himself. Friends, the truth is, tayo po 
ay likas na rebelde. Rebelde sa salita at sa kapamamaraanan ng Panginoon. Kahit alam na natin mali at makasalanan ito, gagawin pa din natin. Bakit we find enjoyment, enjoyment of, of doing that is something na bawal? Bakit ba tuwan-tuwa na excite pa tayo? Dahil ang gusto natin ay yung gusto natin. Wala tayong pakialam kung sinong tatamaan, wala tayong pakialam kung sinong babanggit. Kahit Diyos pa yan, ang masusunod ako. Gagawin ko ito parang maging masaya ako, para makapan, ma, ma, mapansin ako, para makasurvive kami dito. Walang nakakaunawa, kaya gagawin namin to. Kaya sabi sa verse 4, where you know what verse 4 calls that? Lawlessness. Walang kinikilalang tama, mali. Actually, puro mali. We are morally corrupt sa harapan ng Diyos. And that is judgment sa harapan ng Diyos. Ang galit ng Diyos ay nananatili sa tao na may rebelde sa Kanya. May pagsuway sa Kanya. But there is hope, friends. There is hope. Verse 5. You know that He appeared, si Jesus ito, in order to take away sins. And in Him there is no sin. That's the hope, friends. Jesus appeared, took the form of man. He lived with man. He ate with man. He slept with men. Jesus lived the total pure life. Oh, such joy, friends. Nanagkaroon ako ng time with our young people kanina online. Such joy. We talk about weighty things. We talked about purity. We talked about Christ. We talked about yung humanity ni Christ kanina online, which I really enjoyed. And it was a shocker for most of them when we talk about itong life ni Christ. When we say Jesus lives the total pure life, it does not mean that Jesus was not tempted. It does not mean that Jesus was not, it does not mean that he was not tempted, including sexual temptations. Sabihin, may temptations din kay Jesus patungkol doon, Pastor. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. According to Hebrews 4.15, in every area, Jesus has been tempted as we are. So that's a double confirmation sa sinabi natin. One, tempted in every area. Pangalawang confirmation like us. You know your temptations. You know your weaknesses. And most of the time, we give in to it. Here's the key. Tempted in every area like us. That means he was tempted to lust after women. It means he was tempted to fantasize. It means Jesus was a man with normal desires. But he, here's the difference. He did not let his mind wander off to sexual sins. He did not let his eyes go where it shouldn't go. Jesus was tempted, and here's the key, but never sinned. Never sinned. He was not controlled by sexual desires. Unlike us, he lived a life of perfect holiness, righteousness, and purity. Because he knows our need to be saved from sin's slavery. He died on that cross. Even on that last night, he was tempted. That's why he prayed. Do not let this cup 
pass by me. Not as I will, but as you will. He was tempted to say no to the cross. But he says no. Not sa kagustuhan ko. Kagustuhan mo. John reminds us here that Jesus came not only to forgive sin, but to take away sin. Jesus was crucified para sa ating kasalanan. He died on that cross in our place to satisfy God's wrath over sin and was raised to life on the third day para sa ating justification. Friends, this is the glorious news of the gospel. Hindi tayo pwede, hindi na natin kailangan manatili sa ating kasalanan. Hindi na natin kailangan paglabanan ito mag-isa because Jesus won the battle. Jesus' death on the cross says it is finished. If you are still trusting on your self-will, on your positive thinking, para mapaayos ang buhay mo sa kasalanan, repent from that. Talikuran po natin yan and trust Jesus Christ and His perfect work on the cross for salvation. Not only that, na hindi lamang kagaya ng sinabi ko, Christ came to forgive sin, but to take away sin. Tingnan sa verse 6. He's also saying, according to verse 6, you can't say that you know Jesus or that you are a Christian if you are living a life of sin. Hindi ka pwedeng sabihin na kristyano ka at namumuhay ka parang hindi kristyano. Namumuhay ka, sinasabi mo ako ay anak ng Diyos, namumuhay ka na parang anak ng demonyo. Ang bigat, ano? Medyo matalim yan. Pero yun po ang sinasabi ni John dito. Hindi ka pwedeng sabihin na dito ka, kasi ito ka. Ito yung nakikita namin. Kasi if you know Jesus, if you are a follower of Jesus, you will want to be like Jesus. You will want to do what He says in His Word. You'll want to love the things that He loves. And if he, we live a life that contradicts, that shows that we really don't know Jesus, even if we claim to know Him, at least in verse 7 to 8, Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous, uh, as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. John is saying, your deeds reveal your heart. Your deeds reveal kung ano'y nasa loob ng iyong puso. Kung anong estado ng iyong puso. Your actions reveal your character. The one who practices righteousness is righteous. The one who practices lawlessness is lawless. Now, hindi yung sinasabi ni John po dito na we are saved by being righteous. We know that. Nakita na po natin yan uh, sa, sa chapter 1 na hindi yun yung case. It is only through Christ that we are saved. Binanggit din niya na, uh, binanggit niya ang kabaliktaran nito. The one who practices sin is of the devil. Parang bigat nito, no? Kung ikaw ay nagpapatuloy sa kasalanan, anak ka ng demonyo. Hindi po ito na parang sinisigawan ka lang ng nanay mo, ah, kiyotan na natin ito ka. Hindi lang ho Actually, may katotohanan yung kung tayo nagpapatuloy sa kasalanan. Mga anak na mga demonito. Mga demonito tayo. That's our nature. That's our true father, the devil. Sabi sa Romans. If, here's the thing, a life which is bent towards sin is a life that is characterized by the rejection of God's word. A life that gravitates towards worldliness is a life that is saying, I'm rejecting the Son of God. It's a life that's saying, I am God. 
by refusing to seek after holiness of God in Christ, this life is a life which bears the mark of the devil. Notice again, he says to verse 9, No one who is born of God practices sin. Hindi po ito, and I think we mentioned this several times, hindi po ito yung sinless perfection. Sabi ng abay, asawa ko eh, nagkakasala pa rin, siguro hindi siya kristyano, ay talaga magkakasala ho siya kahit kristyano. Okay? We, we made that clear uh, uh, from the previous uh, chapters of the past weeks. Hindi po ito sinless perfection or be perfect or in order to be a Christian. Hindi po yun. That's works righteousness. Inaddress na niya itong issue na ito ng sin in the Christian life. Uh, which asks the question, does a sin in the Christian life mean that one is not really a Christian? Ang sagot po dyan, hindi. Hindi po kay Christiano ka, hindi ka na magkakasala. Magkakasala pa rin po tayo. First uh, John chapter 1, verse 9 addresses that. that wa, that's why nilagay ni John ito. That if we confess our sins, anong context? Kausap niya Christians. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us. Ang issue na ina-address ni John ay ang person who claims to be a Christian, but ang kanyang life gravitates towards worldliness. A life that is bent towards sinful desires. And doesn't even feel guilt about it. O walang conviction. Kung hindi may joy pa. Um, I know I gave an testimony sa first part and I'll end with that. Dati po tayo malakas uminom. Uh, borderline, lasinggero. No? Malakas ako mag-yossi. Yossi, sigarilyo, cigarette. And one of the things na nahirapan akong tanggalin siya magmura. No? Pag galit ako, talagang maririnig mo yung mura. Pag masaya ako, nagmumura rin ako. Nakakita nun. Pag malungkot, nagmumura rin. Sabi nga ng kapatid ko, kahit nakakatulog ka, pag nagsasalita ka, magluto, nagmumura ka pa rin. So, yun yung talaga yung problema po natin. And, and even, nung naging Christian ako, that's number one na nahirapan ako tanggalin. Nung nagbabasketball kami, nagkalaban yung ibang churches, hindi ko nasalo yung bola. Technical. <laughs> Dahil napamura ho tayo. Nung Christian po tayo, here's the difference. Nagkaroon ako ng kalungkutan over that. The very thing that I find humorous, entertaining, cool, is something that is being hated every day. As mentioned, for some of us na nandito who is frustrated, they'll feel na parang ambagal ng process. Welcome to the Christian world. Everything that is overnight may problema. Uh, I, I gave this illustration before. Kung ikaw pupunta ka ng gym, gusto mo kagad pumutok yung, yung mga muscles, gusto ko malaki ka, disaksaka mo ng lahat ng mga steroids, gawin mo lahat yung pupotok yun. Pero tinatawag nila ampaw. Marami hong side effects yun at hindi siya normal. Hindi normal yung paglaki. Abnormal, actually. It doesn't really provide the strength na inaakala mo na meron ka. If you rush yung, pagiging, yung growth mo in maturity, it will not be normal. If you rush yung pagiging maturity, yung maturity mo as a Christian, parang steroid yan eh. Hindi siya normal. And second, you are trusting in your works righteousness. God will humble you and me and we'll put people, we'll put circumstances, we'll put difficulties in our life in order for us to mature. Pursuing holiness, pursuing Christ, trusting Him, kahit sa tingin natin, hindi natin naiintindihan ang nangyayari sa atin. That's how we mature. Slow, steady, pursuing 
trusting, relying on Jesus as in growth. A constant pursuit of holiness and hatred towards sin. It's natural, says a Christiano, and it's a glaring mark that a person is truly an adopted son or daughter of God. Before we co- close the time of prayer, as crossroads, alam ko sa chapter verse ten, kundi niya verse three, it's a repetition kung kaniyong kang anak kay kay Satan or kay God, but it's it's very small part lang yung sinabi nung sa last part nayon, and, and and it says, sa verse ten, kung hindi mo minahal ang iyong makapatiran sa Panginoon, then maybe hindi ka anak ng Dios. One of the many ways that we do dito sa crossroads in order to serve and love our brothers and sisters in Christ is by helping them, providing them counsel. If our, if our finances permits us, we help them so benevolence. That's why once a month, we have a collection. na benevolence offering. So a benevolence offering is an offering on top of your tithes at saka offering na binigay kanina. We collect it, we do this towards every last Thursday of the month, at yung malilikom po na nasalapi ay ginagawa po natin tulong sa mga kapatiran natin na nangangailangan ng financial assistance. Would you give to this? This is more beyond than what you are giving already. But as you trust the Lord, as you want to love and care for the brothers and sisters in Christ, I encourage you to give. Not, not na napipilitan, but with joy. Understanding the purpose of it. Because a person who is trusting the Lord will continue to trust their finances. Let's pray. Father, thank you for Jesus' holiness. Jesus' holiness is now our holiness. Not because we have done anything that is holy. Everything that we have done in this world will only damn us to hell. But Christ's finished work on the cross not only saved us, but gave us righteousness and holiness, a standing na isang anak sa harapan ng Diyos, the very love that you cherish and adorn and enjoy from God the Father, now we can enjoy for eternity. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you rin, Panginoon, sa malilikom na benevolence offering tonight. I pray that you would give wisdom sa mga elders. And Brother Jason, who is overseeing this ministry, na, that we could delegate itong funds na ito to members, not just providing them finances, but providing them encouragement and, and correction and, and pointing them to the Word. That the, the, the hope is not on finances, but the hope is in Christ. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.